what is happening in Washington, D.C. Can America see the end to all this craziness? We'll explore this on this episode of That's It, That's All. You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean Dimitato. Okay. As we start the day, at least I started the day today of this recording of this podcast, then woke up to such crazy images of Washington, D.C. And, you know, it was so wild to see the Capitol building getting stormed by tons of protesters. You know, we're, we're just a couple of weeks away from the inauguration of a new president in America. Uh, the outgoing president uh, obviously uh, was hoping for some late miracle in, in a process that he absolutely has every right to to uh, to avail himself of. But the, the, the images from Washington, D.C., uh, as of this podcast, are just disappointing. You know, as, as I'm seeing it, you know, I, I remember being there at the swearing-in of uh, George W. Bush in his second term, the swearing-in of Barack Obama, and having the privilege to be there to watch this happen. And then to see what has been an out, just an outburst by folks who are, well, for the most part, disenfranchised, and 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 honestly, I, I think that many uh, would would agree that did we not expect this would happen? And we think of how Americans uh, look at their government, and and especially disenfranchised Americans who feel that they that they kind of got their uh, their vote got kind of ripped off. You know, uh, I I know that uh, Republicans are. Uh, and Democrats today are looking at this and pretty appalled because it's a process, obviously. But when we think about about the way that these protesters, I mean, they they breached the barricades, you know, in a in a fairly guarded U.S. Capitol building. They not only breached it, they were breaking windows. They even got onto the floor of the chamber, which is just outrageous. They even stormed the, the speaker's office, sat in a seat. One guy took a photo on the internet. Just absolute pandemonium uh, happening on the floor of the, the House, the Senate. Just, I think they got all evacuated too. Everyone wondering what the heck is going on. We think about this kind of unrest and, and what's happening, you know, uh, it's just, it, it, it saddens me as an American, and, and, and I vote as an American citizen halfway around the world. I, I get to vote for my elected officials, and I'm proud to be an American. But I would say that if, if I was disenfranchised, and, and I, was, I was telling my wife as we were listening to this, uh, or watching this thing unfold, we were saying, you know, you know uh, the people that should be way more concerned are not so much the, the folks who are on Capitol Hill, but we, the, those who work in state houses all across America. If these types of protests happened, there's many that would not even know what to do. I mean, governor's offices and and legislatures would be completely dumbfounded. Uh, with the, you know, especially when there's this thought that there would be some kind of disenfranchising of votes. Because I mean, in, in America, you know, what's so interesting is that we've seen that that the voter turnout across the, the country has always been so lame. You know, it it hasn't been great. I mean the all the territories in the Pacific and in the Caribbean 
always enjoy large voter turnouts. And as we talked about it before, you know, we started to see this kind of dip over the last 20 years, but they're very active politically. It's citizenry. And so for, for many, 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 many years, the mainland United States voters kind of like, ah, whatever happens, happens. But this particular cycle really brought out a lot of people, more so anti-Donald Trump folks. And then this is a, this protest that's happening on Capitol Hill. I mean, it had been planned for a couple of weeks. They even started showing up over the last couple of days as uh, the, the vice president was going to preside over the joint, uh, you know, a, a joint meeting of, of the Congress and the Senate to, to get the votes squared away and move forward in prepping for the inauguration, which is supposed to be a, a beautiful transition of power. And, and what we've come to know is this is what, how, why and how democracy is so great. But when they breach the security, folks just angry with what's happened. I mean, obviously, they, maybe they should have been deployed. Uh, they should have went to uh, state houses, maybe where some of these arguments are done. Because again, when we think about votes, it's not the Congress that does all that stuff. They're not the ones who control the voting uh, votes of their people. It's it's all those folks who who live in the states. You know this. This it's it's in the it's in the individual states: Alabama, North Carolina, Hawaii, the territories like Guam. We vote here. We have state election officials who manage votes. And over the course of the pandemic, we, they were talking about okay, how do we make sure that people still vote? It's very important. Well, you know, we appreciate all the social distancing. We appreciate the efforts of state election. Uh, officials to 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 make sure the vote gets out and people in fact did what they had to do but when we start hearing about reports all across the country from Pennsylvania to Wisconsin to Florida to Arizona different places different examples of voter fraud or voter irregularities then what's going to happen is over the next year or so hopefully these things are worked out right? Let the states take care of it. That's why our republic is so special. But they're not exactly happy, or people who are big supporters of the president aren't going to be happy hearing that. That's not exactly what they want to hear. They want to hear, what is Congress going to do to to right a wrong? Because they have it in their power to make it right. So one person gets shot inside the Capitol building. You know, people break windows, get drawn down by every federal agent. And we wonder, what has America come to? What has the American election come to? There are folks all over the world looking at what's happening. I'm sure the stock market, I haven't seen the stock market today, but I'm sure it had the Dow had to plunge. There's so much uncertainty. Why would... These, you know, f- why would folks draw down on protesters? You only see that in movies. Who would have thought that such protests would come right to the right to the right to the doorsteps of our nation's capital? We're going to take a break. We'll have more from the podcast after this. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC. 
a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. You know, I'm watching uh, now as we come back to the podcast, I'm watching images from Capitol Hill and evacuating of representatives to safer places and trying to make sure that they were all... Uh, I know uh, my congressman and our, our and our area congressmen were also uh, shepherded off, and my understanding is that they're doing okay. And their staffs also were taken, which I think is an interesting thing because they pulled everyone out of every building and every section. They, they pulled them all out and got them in a way so that the process probably is going to try to continue. I mean, they, by law, they have to begin the process. So we'll see um, how that this will kind of play out over the next uh, couple of hours or so. But when we think about the idea of the protest and some of these images, they're symbolic of the way and the direction that America is headed. Now, I'll be the first to say that, you know, that at times the president really, you know, is, it really is, he's, it was, it was, in my opinion, a pretty decent president, uh, you know, and not a, not that, you know, his, his, his really, his, his actions spoke a lot, but it was the, the tweets and all the, the bombasticness that probably we could do without, but you, you cannot deny the accomplishments of President Donald Trump during his four years in office. And then we're transitioning to a government, to a president-elect, who absolutely didn't even campaign. Uh, his uh, his entire campaign was stuck in a basement. Now, all my friends listening to this podcast are saying, "Come on, you're Sean. You're being a little too rough on the president-elect. How does that have to do with anything what you're seeing on the screens on Capitol Hill?" Well, it, it it's just the kind of way we're headed. You know, I think uh, when we think of the elite, the political elite on the two coasts of the country who really, really wanted to see this tectonic change in uh, the, this, this nationalistic view of government that President Donald Trump portrayed, uh, well, they got their, 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 they got their wish because they won. And it's important for us as Americans to recognize that, that, that we have to transition this power very peacefully. That's why this republic has been so great uh, for so long. And a lot of times uh, people will say, well, no, well, we don't want it that way. Well, obviously we don't want it that way. Some people are going to be absolutely on the other side of the issue. You know, uh, I mean, I, I, I actively campaigned uh, for John McCain. When he lost to Barack Obama, I didn't go and cry about spilled milk. I knew that the president had was was elected. It's time to move on, you know. But this is goes back to when we think about who we elect as our commander in chief. You know, it's important for political parties to start to see, you know, how do they fit with the people who are really not on the elite coast of the United States. They're in the heartland of America or in the territories, for that matter. There's nothing wrong with being nationalistic, especially when it comes to, to uh, 
you know, important public policy to the territories and all of Americans in general. You know, when we were watching all this stuff happen, I got a lot of calls saying like, hey, were you watching the action on the coronavirus bill and, and, and it passing? Well, I said, you said, yeah, I've been watching it since May. And it took so long. People suffered immensely for it. They suffered. They suffered. Their businesses went under. You know, there's a new class of American citizens who say, well, you know, I make more being unemployed. I'm just going to stay home. Causing more problems for the economy. How do we wean that, which they got for such a small period of time? People want to get back to what they're doing to normalcy. That includes that. But now we're facing these crazy times, especially on Capitol Hill. FBI being deployed to Capitol Hill. Shots fired in protest. It's so close, too, to an inauguration. So close, so very close. And so we have to ask ourselves again, uh, this, is this the kind of America that we are, are now portraying and continue to push? I have a lot of friends who are very, very passionate uh, that yeah, we, we got to have some kind of change. And listen, I agree. But when we think about the disenfranchisement of votes, let's try to encourage our friends in our states in our state houses, in our state legislatures, in our state election commissions to not wait until the next cycle, but right now, while the iron's hot, figure out what went wrong. It just cannot be about counting of votes. It just can't be about that. You know, uh, I get irritated when I hear, oh, illegal aliens voted for president. I can't vote for president. I'm a U.S. citizen for crying out loud. And I can't vote. But in the U.S. mainland, it's no problem. If you are from another country, you can vote. You know, that, that that's the problem with uh, the evolution of what's happening in America today is this attitude that everybody's got to, we got to help everybody, help everybody. Well, help Americans first, first, help Americans. But think about COVID. If, if we had masks and we had some kind of medicines in America. You know, we, you know what we were turning to to get all that stuff to China, to the, to the epicenter of the entire coronavirus uh, global pandemic. So SARS-CoV-2 hits, and we have to rely on others. Well, I'll be the first, and if I'm not the first. I'm pretty sure there's plenty out there. But we gotta we gotta start it at home. America and Americans have to uh, be first. We're not Americans. We got to stop that. We should be very proud of what we have today and the things that we are, are seeing and doing because of our citizens, uh, citizenship to this great nation. People have died and suffered for us. And then we get behavior that's just, just barbaric and animalistic to see. You know, up on the Capitol crazy happening and people just doing and being stupid flat out dumb we're going to take a break we'll have more on the podcast after this this is the that's it that's all podcast man the images from capitol hill i i can't i can't begin to uh describe 
the stuff I'm seeing, you know, tear gas, armed policemen. Uh, and I think earlier I saw them hitting him with uh, paintballs, trying to get them to disperse. But when you breach the barricades, you breach the halls, I mean, it's a big middle finger, quite honestly, to the, the establishment that is the political elite in America. Well, I hope that those guys that are seeing the big middle finger and the, these images that, so, what, you know, we see it. So what is Congress going to do to change? What are our elected officials in America going to do to change? Not just there, but even at home. We have to see this and have to be, realize, you know, what's even more annoying as I'm seeing this is that everybody doesn't care about evacuating, but they care about taking the video, taking out their phones. You know, you got to put down your damn phones once in a while and move away and, and, and take care of what you have to do. But this is all, this whole culture is evolved into this craziness. You know, and, but Ameri- American leaders have to start to see this is what, what this is coming to. You know, so what have they, what are they doing to maybe to roll back some of this crazy? You can tell everybody to calm down. You can tell everybody to stop protesting. You can tell everybody to, to go home, have some peace. You know, but Americans are fed up, man. Had enough of this. They've had enough of the political elite doing what they're doing. I mean, everyone's watching in Georgia. I think they've already had one of the seats is already lost to the Democrats already. And now we're, you know, we're very close to seeing maybe one more and the balance of power. I think we have to just let the process go. Respect the process of Americans who voted, who who exercised their right. Those who work to protect those, those election election folks, the guys who do the machines, tabulations, the counting. We're hoping that they're doing their best to protect that integrity of the vote. Hopefully they're not doing ballot dumps and stupid conspiracy theory things that we've been listening uh, and hearing about since the election day. Vans pulling up, reported uh, ballot stuffing, reported throwing away of ballots. I mean, like I said, man, uh, I'm annoyed at the most part hearing that illegal aliens voted and I'm a citizen of the United States and I can't vote for my president. That's what we've been trying to say is like, hey, it's got to be equitable for all Americans. And now they wonder why, why do we have a security threat inside the Capitol building? Well, because you've, you've showed America or these, or these folks have, have told America, told them, told all of America, we don't care about you. A couple thousand bucks in your pocket, but we're going to go ahead and give billions of dollars to other countries. That is the dumbest thing that could happen. I was, I was listening to our local representative talk about, oh, the great benefits of the, the, the whole this whole new stimulus plan. And then he didn't say they gave $5 billion to another country. I was irritated beyond belief when I had to read it myself. And, and yeah, I didn't read all 6,000 pages. I read a little bit, maybe a couple hundred, but you can, you can kind of really get cross-eyed thinking about the amount of things you're going to read from it. But now we're seeing the results of it. You know, the, the, the tempers have got to cool be as cold as the winter day in Washington, D.C. It's got to cool down because what's happening in America today, you know, 
Just think as soon as this goes and rolls over into state houses. In my case, if it goes on the, the front lawn of Adloop, if something crazy happened like this, or the front door of the Guam legislature, this, this kind of stuff would, would have anybody a little flustered. But when you have police forces and the National Guard being deployed, you know, I, I, I think the protesters were very, they were fed up. But then they also have, a, you know, every right as American citizens to exercise and, and share their point of view. I think when a couple of them want to be crazy enough to breach the, the house and do those stupid things, yes, I, uh, I agree. I think they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. But this has got to stop in America. You know, we got to stop this craziness that we're seeing. Uh, I'm all for encouraging uh, more discussion. But see this. I hope there are, uh, all the election officials are watching or listening to this podcast. You better, better heed our warnings. Better do it. Go out there and fix your election laws. Make sure that your courts or systems are all equipped to take the, the, uh, all of these petitions. And try not to do any advocacy from the bench. Just do your jobs. Interpret the law so that Americans can have more confidence in their system of justice. We have to. We have to believe that this is why we're all proud to be Americans. You know, as I look out on the, when I think about my day, and it's a very sunny day, uh, skies outside are blue, wind, trade winds are blowing, uh, people are probably listening to this podcast, driving from one end of the island to the other, as as I committed to you, making sure I do it, so you're not completely uh, alone on the on the road. But I want you guys to, to as you're listening, and and I and I want to thank you for for listening, and I want you to remember that when we when we think about the amount of discourse and the ability for me to even do this podcast is all because of that. In other countries, we might not be able to do this, might not be able to share our opinion, our view. But then to reach back and then take just this one great leap of faith, hit over a one barrier, break a door, breach a door during a session to kind of keep this government moving. We want to get our economy moving too. But this kind of stuff only leads to what curfews, more protests. But it's crazy because uh, what you're seeing is if, you know, if, if it was, say, a bunch of Democrats doing it, I think, I don't know, I, I asked my wife, what, what would you be more scared of, this type of protest or the others that you've seen on the Capitol Hill? And we both agreed that this would be this is a very, very dangerous situation. And we're not against people saying, don't protest. You know, as we talked in the first podcast about the important right to vote we need to also remember the important right to assemble and the important right to, to, uh, to your free speech and to tell people how you feel. If you feel that there's been some kind of wrong, you have that right as well to petition. And, you know, uh, is this being lost in our American history and civics classrooms? I don't think so. Because when you're seeing images from Washington, D.C. of people protesting, be reminded that these people also remember what their rights are.
and elected officials, I hope that they're seeing this and remembering, hey, we need to do a better job of taking care of Americans than taking care of ourselves. As soon as they can start doing that, then there's a strong chance, a strong chance that Americans will find some level of of uh, civility and confidence that the process really does work. That democracy is such a great thing for, for us to preserve our freedoms. Everything we have today, this podcast too, because of that. But we cannot forget our rights and we have to, you know, you know use them and be that symbol to others in other countries don't, who don't have these, these uh, very special rights and privileges of being American citizens. And we have to remember that, especially during these very, very extraordinary times. You know, so as we, as we think about it and we walk away from this podcast, remember that, guys. And I want to thank you for listening. That's it. That's all bonus. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this podcast. Have a great one and talk to you soon. The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatato. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatato. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening.